This is another Astros podcast. Well, welcome back to the Manager Show. I've got AJ Hinch in here before a three-game series with the Oakland A's and uh, playing another division team after a nice sweep in, in Texas. Uh, you guys keep rolling along, especially on the road. Yeah, no, we, we that's a great series uh, win, but also a series sweep against, you know, arguably our, our biggest rival, our in-state rival, and, and going up there and taking care of business the way that we did um, is a great feeling. You know, we're playing great on the road. We, we continue to pile up some wins. Uh, we have six more games on the road, so you want that to continue before we head home. But it, uh, what a great way to start a road trip. And Carlos Correa is coming back. He missed those four games. Uh, everything looks good. Yeah, it's great. He hit earlier today and did ground balls earlier today. He looks great. He's hitting the ball in the ballpark. He's playing with no restrictions. So we we probably overcooked this a little bit um, on purpose because of the day off yesterday. He wanted to play Sunday. Probably could have played. We gave him an extra day, which gave him an extra yeah. two days. Um, so he's itching to play. And you guys faced Daniel Mingdon tonight, and you've had success twice already this year. What's been the secret? Well, it's been a tale of a couple different games. I mean, we've gotten him early uh, in the first outing and just ambushed him by, by getting after his fastball. Then he went secondary pitches uh, later in the game. The next game, we, we really didn't do a ton until the very end. We had some key home runs in this ballpark at the very end, and when he made a couple mistakes, we had kept it close, ended up pulling away with a with a nice little uh, nice win. So, you know, with Megnan, it's it's a it's a matter of control in the strike zone. We've got to make sure we hit his fastball. He loves throwing secondary pitches, especially early in the count, uh, and when he gets into some trouble. So it's a it's a game of trying to master the count. And when you get into hitters counts, you can do some damage. Okay, off day here in the Bay Area yesterday, and everybody enjoys that because it's such good weather out here. What'd you do? Uh, I went to Stanford like I, I usually do and catch up with some uh, some people from my past, and it's like my happy place. Palo Alto is a great city. It's nearby. Uh, get in a car, head down, you know, go to my favorite breakfast spot, go to my favorite uh, lunch spot, hit the hit the the, the, the campus, uh, just have a nice relaxing day. Okay, with that in mind, it's kind of a coincidence because I've got a Stanford University trivia <laughs> uh, quiz for you. Ten questions, and to be honest, I took the quiz already. And I got five out of ten right. I expect you to get at least six or seven. That's, okay? a, that's a decent bar. Okay, here we go. Who was the first person after whom Stanford University was named when it was founded in 1891? Was it Governor Leland Stanford, Leland Stanford Jr., Jane Lathrop Stanford, or Stanford White? Leland Stanford Jr. That's correct. One for one. What property did the Stanford family use on which to build the campus, their horse breeding farm in Palo Alto, acreage overlooking the Pacific Ocean, attractive land, Near the governor's mansion or a mission church? It's a farm. It was a farm, yeah. Two for two, very good. Who played Fred Stanford on Stanford and Son? Richard Pryor, Kevin Hart, Matt Boltz, Red Fox, or Robert Ford? Uh, I would love to see Boltsy do it, to be honest. So I'll, I'll, I'll just take the bullet and get the wrong answer and say Matt Boltz. That is incorrect. Which Stanford varsity football player won the Heisman Trophy in 1970? Toby Gerhardt, Jim Plunkett, Andrew Luck, or James Lofton? Jim Plunkett. Very good. What was the name of Stanford's pet cat whose name lives on in a popular local restaurant? Tootsie, Footsie, Bootsy, or Cutesy? <laughs> um, um, Tootsie. That is correct. What was Fred Stanford's son's name? Was it George, Ulieski, Carlos, or Lamont? Well, it's, it's Samford. It's not Stanford. So you got that one wrong. Mm. Okay. Stanford has always been a co-educational institution. Is that true or false? Uh, that is true. Which presidential offspring graduated from Stanford in 2001? Was it Amy Carter, Michael Reagan, Jenna Bush, or Chelsea Clinton? 
Um, that would be Chelsea Clinton. Okay, that's very good. So you're eight for nine. This is the last one. When Fred would clutch his heart and cry out to his wife, what was her name? Was it Florida, Elizabeth, Elena, or Emma? <laughs> Emma. What, right? Is that right? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. That oh, oh, it's a one. This is a big one. I'm dying. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. That's wrong. That was Elizabeth. Very good. As Stanford and son, that's... Uh, Probably the favorite son, maybe, that Stanford has right now. A.J. Hitch, thanks for catching up. You got it. Back with more Ash Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Man, did he freeze him with that fastball at 97. Robert Ford. Steve Sparks. Charlie Stinkin' Morton. Thought it was Charlie Freakin' Morton. Something like that. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros reliever Tony Sipp. Got to be used in some really key spots in the last series against the Texas Rangers. Great outing in particular on, on Saturday when you struck out three of the, the four batters you face. Has to feel good to be pitching well and to be used in, in key spots. Uh, yes, it was uh, definitely, definitely a feel-good moment for me uh, because you know I've been filling in a lot of games and not really in close um, close game so uh, I mean that was the goal of trying to put in like a month and a half two months of consistency whatever role that they had and you know and hopefully something uh, hopefully an opportunity um, comes from you know me showing that I could be consistent and you know and it, it happened exactly that way you know you get a a uh, couple of guys in the bullpen because, you know, I, I still, even if I was consistent with the bullpen that we have, I probably still wouldn't see, like, uh, close and meaningful games unless guys were tired because when you got guys, like, doing what Davinsky does, you know, left and right, I mean, he'd be my first first option too. So uh, just a uh, perfect storm, you know, me showing that, you know, I've, uh, hit my spots, worked on a couple of things, and then, you know, other guys needing a break, you know, finally got into a close situation and just happy that it uh, worked out in my favor. One thing we've certainly noticed just watching from the booth upstairs is the sharpness of your slider, which has really been effective uh, against lefties, and you've put up really good numbers against lefties. Have you, have you felt that? Have you seen that? What, what have, you, have you done anything differently with that pitch? Um... Not really done anything different, mm-hmm. um, but I'm on a different side of the plate uh, or a different side of the mound. Mm-hmm. I'm on the first base side, and it's more of a crossfire, um, even like fastball, slider. So just uh, crossfiring lefties, you know, and it's been doing a pretty good job of hitting my spots, whether it's fastball or slider, um, and just getting ahead in general. That's what I did. Um, did well in 14-15. Uh, got ahead of guys and then uh, make them go after my pitches and, you know, just been doing a good job of that lately. Getting ahead, going right at guys and, uh, and you know, I make them chase my pitch late. You mentioned the, the crossfire ring moving over to the first base side of the rubber, giving lefties a, a more difficult look. When did you move over to that side? Mm, it was... It Actually, it wasn't in the beginning of the year. I... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just was talking to um, Brett Strom, and, you know, he thought that uh, he was telling me about, like, the spin of my ball naturally being like a like a rifle spin. It, he, the way he explained it, that it would be um, 
a lot better movement if I crossfire with the same spin. He said, certain guys have certain spin. And he was like, and I looked at your spin, and I think it'll actually um, be better. Um, you'll have a better slider if you crossfire. Um, the only thing is, is actually getting it to a spot and not leaving it middle. So um, made a made a good adjustment of you know changing my sights, uh, but you know it just came off of suggestion from him, and I tried it and I liked it better than where I was. Now the bullpen is an area a lot of people don't know about in terms of what goes on during games because it's not really seen. The dugout people see more what what's happening there, obviously on the field. What's the vibe like out in the bullpen? Obviously the first few innings usually you guys can kind of hang loose for a little bit since you're usually not going to be called upon. But what is what is the vibe? What is the mood in, in the bullpen early in games? Uh, I mean, early in the game is more relaxed. Yeah. Relaxed, joking around. Uh, a lot of guys like to play. Um, what is it like the name that famous character or whatever where you give hints to give one word hints and try to figure out you know you just go back and forth so like name like celebrities yeah like if you're <laughs> trying to say like dark night you can't say dark or night <laughs> say pitch the other guy say black or whatever you know yeah. you just try to it's it's weird but we do like anything to pass the time early, but you can kind of feel. We'll follow along with the pitchers, seeing like what what our starter that day is doing to guys. But like, can't you can't lock it in from pitch one um, down there in the bullpen. So we try to keep it as light as possible. And once you start getting around the fourth, fifth, you'll start getting guys uh, like no more games. We're stretching out, getting loose, trying to follow along. Trying to see, you know, possibly when AJ's gonna um, use us or how he's gonna use us. And I'll, as a lefty, I'll, I'll look at the left-handed slot. I usually have like uh, two slots where I know I could probably pop if it's left, right, left, um, or left switch, whatever. Right. Uh, just try to follow along with him late in the game and just try to, uh, you know, try to be ready before he even calls. And that's that's what we try to do down there from the fifth fifth on, you know, just try to uh, play along with the manager so we can be ready even before he calls because a lot of times, you know, they'll call and you'll you'll have the guy on deck. So you got to, you know, you got to kind of anticipate when your when your name will be called. And, you know, so you can kind of sense in the first first couple of innings is really relaxed. Then the tone starts getting a uh, little, little more aggressive at, towards the end. So I mean, it's it's kind of the same every day. We do a good job of keeping it light and uh, you know keeping everybody laughing. But it's it's definitely it's definitely a tight knit family down there that you know we we keep each other in check. And it's a lot of times when you know if a guy's just sitting around and let time get away from him, you know everyone has their routine whether it's. Uh, you caffeine up. You see a guy that hadn't had his caffeine yet. Like, hey, um, you might want to start mixing your drink. Whatever, <laughs> it's about that time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we uh, we kind of take care of each other. Kind of we we know each other's root, routines and tendencies, and uh, just try to stay a close knit family down there and keep each other on, on our p's and q's. Tony Sip, thanks so much for joining us and continued success. Uh, thanks for having me. The Houston Astros. Radio Network. And Alex Lines is in the left center field. That's a base hit. Fisher around third and coming home. The throw to the plate. Not in time. Astros win. Astros win. Robert Ford. He's a baseball player. Alex Bregman. Steve Sparks. That's how you play baseball. The Houston Astros. Radio Network.